We've all been there. You sit with a prospect, spend a lot of time and resources to close a deal with the prospect, know in your heart that what you have to offer would be an ideal solution for that prospect, and you just can't close them. Let's have ourselves a pocket-sized pep talk, because with me today is one of the most talented, unique, and driven sales guys you'll ever meet, and trust me, you're in for a treat. A pocket-sized pep talk, the podcast that can help energize your business and your life with a quick, inspiring message. Now, here's your host, Rob Jollis. Today's guest, Steve Jollis, has spent the last 40 years of his life selling managing and coaching sales teams for success. He is a 10-time winner of Sears Masters Award, and in a word, is a grinder. If you've got a prospect and you just can't close him, who are you going to call? This guy. He's my brother from another mother and one of the closest friends I have on this earth. Welcome to the show, Steve Jollis. Hey, Rob, what a great intro. Thank you, and uh, I'm thrilled to uh, finally make your podcast. I'm telling you, thank you. You bet. Now, Steve, did I get that last name right? Is it Jollis? Is that how you say it? Got a good ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> how many times do we get that one? <laughs> well, hey, you said it perfectly. Yes. Thank you. I've, I've had a little practice. You know, um, it's really great to to get you here. And I want to dive right in because I know you're not a, a fan of waiting around with multiple calls and appointments. You per, you perform what you call the the one-time close. So let's get into it. First, tell me in your in your mind, what is the one-time close? Yeah, you know, and again, I, quick, uh, you know, one-time close, no pressure. But, you know, we, when we get a customer, we first, we, we want to relax. But the ultimate goal is a one-time close. Um, I, I typically manage uh, invites. A customer's calling me up. He's having my team come out and meet them. Uh, we do heating and air conditioning. It's typically unique to a lot of people. We all have them. But we don't buy them every day. You don't see it on TV every day. It's a one in 10, one in 20 year. So there's a quick education. But on the back end, a lot of investment. You have inventory, you have trucks, you have just-in-time situations. You, you have a lot of expense. So, you know, our goal is a one-time close without pressure. So with that said, we, we get out there. Um, we, we really, as quick as you can, do a nice warm-up greet. But ultimately, we're trying to leave there with a contract and agreement and uh, put that system in the next day or as quickly as possible. Um, and again, there's a lot of reasons. It, none of it is pressure. None of it is because of price and they might change their mind. Yeah, that could be a very small part, I'll be honest. But it's mostly due to the gravitation of how much an expense really costs to get someone to your home. Where I could be somewhere else, we could see more customers. Uh, I would have to hire more salespeople depending on the season that costs trucks, gas, a lot of things. So all that's what we call a one-time close. Our purpose is to get out there, give them the information. Um, and at the end, get a deal. Yeah. Bring it home. What's bring interesting home. is what's interesting is you've used the word, no pressure, no pressure. Mm -hmm. I sense pressure on your side, though, because you've got that inventory. So it's no pressure to the client, That's but right. you're feeling some pressure. 100%. And that's, and, and I, you know, first of all, I want to tell you, I've been in many, many homes. I've done a lot of coaching. Right now, I do about uh, on an off, off day, 
10 phone closes a day on a busy day, about 20 phone closes. My son will say, hey, dad, does anybody sell at your company? <laughs> and I, I can't, hey, hey, take it easy there, uh, son. Um, I, expe I expect them to call me. The pressure is mine. Uh, right. I, I'll tell you, it is a lot of pressure and a burden to make sure that your sales team uh, is selling, your installs are putting it in, you got bookkeepers, you got you got frontline people. Um, it's, it is a lot of pressure. Right. So with that said, I don't want to transfer it to the homeowner. Right. So you have to be very relaxed. You have to right. make that customer feel good on the phone. There has to be some really good communication and training prior during um, that talk with the customer. Uh, I'm on the phone with the customer. It is a three-way. My, my salesman's in the home. He's been there 45, 60 minutes probably. Um, he brings me into the situation. And um, again, if he hasn't had a signed deal, I am now, now going to introduce myself, explain myself, um, kind of get him to continue to understand, yes, we're looking for the sale. We're looking right. for the sale tonight. Right. You know, what's interesting about that, and I and I like that, uh, a lot of times, even when I'm teaching people, if you're talking to a group, and let's say, you know, the sale, you now got the whole family, whatever. One of the suggestions I have is, you can tell them at the end of this conversation, I'm going to be looking to do business with you. Now you give your presentation. Why are we hiding that? Like, it's the elephant in the room. I, you, you know why I'm here. So why are we having chit-chatting and then trying to load up for a close? Why can't we tell them early on, nice to meet you. My job is to get this equipment into your house and get you all happy. Now let's talk about how we're going to do it. So you're not exactly closing them, but you're setting them up for the close. Am I close? All right, Lily, you've yeah, you done this a long time. 100%, okay? You know, I'm going to get them to relax. I'm going to tell them there is no commitment. I'm going to tell them the benefits, okay, mm -hmm. of moving forward tonight versus next week, next month, you know, what we call a someday island. Someday I'll make a decision. You know, you're <laughs> on someday island, right? right? So, yeah, I want to relax. I want all the pressure. If there's going to be pressure, I don't, want, I don't even want them to know about it. Pressure is all mine to right. really fill that spot, make sure I have a team working tomorrow. Um, you know, you know, it's like a hotel, you know, a bed not slept in a restaurant, a meal not eaten. You can't get it back. Right. Right. So, so you're, you're talking to a bunch of salespeople right now and they're, they're, they're take they're drinking this in wait, there's a lot more. And, uh, but, but we talk about relaxing a customer. So let's just slow down. Let's put a pin in that one for a second. Uh, that's my goal too. I think style has something to do with it, sure. But is is there a pointer or two you could give somebody who's listening right now who says, me too, I want to relax them, but specifically, how do I do that? I, I think that's the, you know, sometimes it's the million dollar question. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think it's, it really only costs a dollar, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you, you can't replace experience. Right. Um, you know, I say selling like anything else. It's muscle memory. The more you do it, the better you are. Um, you have to relax that customer, okay? Um, you know, set the stage. We're either going to sit down with a husband and wife or only one. We call them one-leggers in the business, not to be rude out there. But we call them, you know, one decision maker, one-leg person. A lot of companies won't uh, even go out to meet a, uh, a one person, you know, when there's more than one decision maker. We will, okay? Um, everyone's working. We're all trying to make a living out there. Uh, I don't want them to waste their vacation, so, you know, you're dealing with one, you're dealing with two. This is what I tell my, my sales team. 
you know, to get them to relax. And, and again, you know, uh, uh, sometimes, you know, I call it the shock and awe. And what is shock and awe? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to bombard him. I'm going to throw all the bombs at him. No, I'm going to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the yeah. shock and awe. Yeah. They're like, oh, the, 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 the slack jaw, you know, I, I, if I haven't seen it, I can hear it through the telephone. Oh my God. You know, this guy's going to, I'm going to hear the truth. The truth yeah. is before I got there, you folks said, we're not buying. We right. got a pack. Okay. Right. Don't break that pack. Right. We're not buying. Whatever that guy says, we're not buying. We're going to listen. We're going to do our due diligence, you know, but we're not buying. Or we want the best price. Okay. I want the best price. Yeah. We're, we're going to beat them down. I kind of get it. You know, I, I I love to go into a store and always get the best price on a, on a car and know it was the best price ever or, you know, go to McDonald's and negotiate the Big Mac. Hey, I ain't paying that $4. I, I'm only paying two. Okay. Kind of hard to do in the McDonald's, but when you're doing it with us and heating and air conditioning and, you know, two guys or a couple and I'm on the other side of the kitchen table, uh, it gets more real and there is uh, a give and take. And I, what I tell people to relax is, look, I, I under, we're going to get it right out. I understand you want the best price. I understand you want the best deal. You probably think I want to charge you the most money. I'm going to ask you some serious questions. And that's going to help us get right to the root of your problems so I can solve them. Uh, a lot of people don't want to talk about budgets, but if you do, we can, we can pinpoint where we really are, where the strengths and where the weaknesses are. I'm going to leave you with a price. I'm going to leave you with three prices. I'm going to leave you with options. I can tell you at the end of the day, I'm going to ask for the business. You're going to tell me yes or no, and that's fine. Okay? I'd rather leave with a yes than I'd rather leave with a no than a maybe, because then I didn't do my job. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense, Steve. I, you know, I mean, a couple things. I'm, I'm taking notes left and right on you. Uh, first of all, I'm I'm backing up a little bit to, you know, that being believed, you know, the more we do it, obviously the easier it gets, but I've always been a fan of the phrase, the easiest way to be believed is to tell the truth. And I think that sometimes when the biggest disease we can have in a sales force is when they don't believe in their own product. And, and you, at no time did I say in the, in the least expensive product, not even talking about price. What's our equipment like? Does it do what we say it's going to do? Do we stand behind it and do what we say we're going to do? If we believe that, and if we don't, we got to talk it out. But once we believe that, then we can tell the truth. And when we can tell the truth, we can get authentic. That's what we're looking for. I mean, we, we, we want to get right down to it, right? And, yeah. and again, folks, I just want you to understand, you know, everyone listening to Rob and I in this discussion. Yeah, I, I deal mostly with, you know, pr predominantly heating and air conditioning. I've also done... Uh, full home remodels, kitchens, bathrooms. So I've done a lot of product. I've never sold cars. I never sold insurance. What I've done thousands of times in person and on the telephone is deal with people with real needs, but heating and air conditioning where you're talking about comfort uh, and then home improvement. So I just want, you know, kind of get that out there too. That's that's what I specialize in. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm a professional salesperson, coach, mentor is what I is what I do every day. Yeah. And, you know, one thing you got working for you, at least, and that some people don't is you may not be able to close them, although Steve is tenacious, but 
most people uh, won't, I'm assuming, won't invite you over to their house because the air conditioning just got repaired. Well, I'm not going to say repaired because it could be breaking down a lot. But they have a, they have some sort of problem they're grappling with. Maybe I want to fix it. Maybe I don't. But it's not like you're just walking off the street and saying, hi, let's talk about air conditioning. There's been some contact. Uh, there's been some interest. So for a salesperson, we call that a prospect, you know. 100%. Yeah, I'm invited. I'm, a, you know, I like to believe I'm a guest in the home. Maybe I'm not, you know, maybe I'm the enemy, but that's, that's, uh, you know, I come as a guest. I, I come breeding peace. Okay. And uh, uh, like you and I are doing, I want to have the same conversation with them. I want them relaxed. Okay. This is not to make them an easy mark. This is to make them relaxed so they can really listen to uh, what we're doing. It's, it's, it's expensive. It's a, it's a big investment. Okay. It involves not only money, but comfort. And so there's a lot to do. And, and uh, the sooner you can have a you know, build that trust, you know, with one or two, whoever those decision makers are, then, then certainly then, then the conversation becomes easy. And, uh, and, and obviously, you know, soda's talking about investment, which is money. What's right. it cost? What's okay. it cost? All right. And that's what, let, let's go there now. Okay. So, we got them relaxed. People are relaxed. They invited you over. Um, we're relaxed. We've had a good conversation. We're now going over pricing. Um, you know, they know about a thimble's worth of this or that. Somebody put an ear, a bug in their ear on something or other. And, you know, watch out for this and, you know, and make sure they do that. And uh, they go, oh, that costs cost too much for me. Um, so we know there's a need. Obviously, there is the need isn't big, too big, but. Walk me through how you handle a price objection. So again, let's folks, that, that's what it's all about, right? You, you know, you want to make it look easy. You want to be the teacher that we, uh, when I put the problem on the board, it looks a lot easier when Steve does it. Okay. But it, it, it's, it's practice and can that, can everybody do it? I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, not everybody can, you know, do it, but a lot can. It's, it's certainly practice. Uh, as I mentioned, the, the most important ingredient is, is you, first of all, you have to build trust. You have to build respect, a mutual respect that, you know, and again, it's five minutes, it's 30 minutes. Typically, you know, if they're not respecting you and feel comfortable in 30 minutes, um, you know, that's another discussion we can have later in this conversation. But right now, I'm going to I'm going to tell you that uh, we've warmed up, you know, uh, they feel good. We're now down to a conversation. I do a walk around. I walk around the house. Before I talk money again, I want to be invested in their emotion. I want to be invested in their home, their comfort. So I'm going to walk around their house uh, because, I, because uh, again, uh, I'm, I have the, uh, I ask permission. Once you ask permission, you, you've opened the door to do a lot of things. Do you mind if I walk around your home? Uh, I've checked everything. Uh, the more that you are physically invested and emotionally invested in them, the easier it is to come back uh, and talk again about their investment and their money. Okay, they feel like now we're we're on the same team. You have to get on the same team. If right. I have doctors and they're going to do surgery, I'd like to know who he is. You know, his credentials are nice. They could probably talk over my head, uh, but I'd, I'd like them. Uh, we we call it a team, and I want to be part of this team and this decision making process with you, not against you. And right. so. With that, uh, we talk in price. We, you know, it's always the, a good, better, best. I typically go best. Again, then you go to the middle one, and then you go to good. Okay, most people once you hear a high price, uh, they'll either stay there. Okay, folks, 
or they or they'll move down to the next one. And if that one doesn't get their interest, they'll go to the lower price. Okay. Right. But no one typically goes from the lowest price to the highest price. Right. Okay. Uh, I look at it like a car dealership. You know, the prettier cars, the more expensive cars, they're in the showroom. Right. Doors are open, mirrors under there. The next one, uh, they're in the they're in the uh, right outside the door. And then the, the least expensive car, if you're lucky, they'll put you in a golf cart and they'll drive you real far away. There's no there's no free water. There's no nice, you know, coffee machine. Okay. <laughs> there's the chief car. Which one do you want? Right. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. When heating and air conditioning, it's a little, it, it can be the same, but you want to explain to them why it's not. You know, right. You know, what's better for them. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. You you use that doctor example. And I think, I think folks, you got to listen to what he's saying there because, you know, we're all high and mighty about price, but let's take that doctor example. For instance, you were requiring brain surgery. Are you looking for the cheapest brain surgeon in town? Um, not me. You know, there was an airline once called uh, value jet. Many of them probably don't remember that name because when they went into the swamps of Florida, uh, and we all realized, hey, coincidentally, they have the oldest fleet in the air. They have the least experienced pilots in the air. They have the most malfunctions than every other airline combined. Oh, that's how they got their price down. And when they went into the Everglades, they went, maybe we need to change our our, our, our name. I don't want to get in budget brain surgery or a value jet. I want somebody to get me there from point A to point B. And, and if you think I, this is a stretch to compare it to heating and air conditioning, you're wrong. We're talking about the resale value of that house. We're talking, Steve knows this. I lived in a house that wasn't quite done properly. Wasn't a big deal. I was just cold for the next 25 years. And I'm talking about that great false house that you came right. over to a few right. times. Yeah. Uh, in the end, I wasted a lot of money uh, that I probably could have saved if I had done it right the first time. And that's why you want a guy, even if it's a metaphor, to walk around a little bit. He's not a vendor will sit there with a piece of paper and tell you, here's the price. A pro will walk around and earn that price. And those are the things he's beginning to explain right now. So we all look for this magic pill on price. Why don't you earn it? And maybe that question won't come up quite as much. Percent, and I, and again, that's what separates really the, the successful guys to guys who just make an eke out of living. You know, uh, a lot of you guys out there and gals out there, if you work commission only, you, you know what I'm talking about. You're unemployed every single day, okay? And so you can go in and really maybe cut corners or or feel uh, you know a lot of pressure, but um, go in there every day and just you know you you uh, you take care of that customer first and and earn there earn the right once you earn the right and you and you've done the equity of uh, walking around a home and, and living in their shoes and, and like you said rob asking the questions uh, there is nothing worse than spending lots of money and realize you know you got duped yeah or you went with the lowest price and now you we're going to pay for it I, i've right. been there um and I, and I think you and i've kicked it around a lot of times you know everybody's got a story right and you got to tell, you got to get that that client to tell them, you know, tell you their story and and relive the pain, you know, when they, you know, when they made a bad decision based on just price alone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've all been there. I mean, I've I've yeah. done this a long time. You have, and I still I still fall through the trap once in a while, going, you know, 
Steve, I, I think it's a got a few dollars here. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's got a shelf life of about 18 months. You, right. We're like, it I'll works. never make that mistake again. You watch out, you'll see. About 18 months later, we wander into a Home Depot. We go, hmm, I could probably get away with that cheap rake. And it snaps, you know, within an hour and a half. We go, we drag ourselves back and go, now it costs, now I had to buy two rakes. <laughs> two rakes, right? right? The trip, the thing. And, and then the whole anguish of you knew it. You knew it from the moment you bought the rake or, or, or you know, I really, you know, it is. You went to the cheap pants, burst the better pants, the shoes. Um, they got wet. They fell apart. So if I can get, you know, the most important thing is having, you know, me or Rob or obviously the client in front of you to tell you those stories, you know, and, and bring them back and make them real. And I don't want to say feel the pain, but just remember what happened, you know, when we make quick judge, judgment decisions. Yeah. And and it goes back to the one-time close. You go, oh, well, you know, is this a... You know, am I am I making a mistake here because it's a one time close? Okay, right. so I want to kind of circle back to that so I don't drop that. I think this is going to be the biggest thing, the biggest question we had on that one time close. Once you get the stories out and and you walked around a home or, what, or whatever product that you are um, selling and representing to your company that you invested that interest. Um, and again, not everything's a one-time close, but for a lot of times when we go door to door, we're being invited. They are one-time close, or uh, that—that's the objective. Okay. Yeah. So once we told that story and we've gotten it out, um, remember now, another person's going to come maybe tomorrow, or they're going to get five more bids. Right? If, if they're not buying from me, uh, the next question is, you know, what is your next move? Okay. I mean, uh, we we've covered this. Uh, I, I, I haven't asked for the order yet, right? I'm certainly dropping hints, meaning, uh, and I wouldn't even call them hints. Once I get to a point, uh, you have to stop and say, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, do you have any questions? Have I answered all your questions? We're going to get to price really soon. And that's always the elephant in the room, right? And yeah, yeah, you, you know, you, you get them nodding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when are you going to give me the price? I, I'm going to give you several prices to make a decision tonight. Yeah. But you okay. know, I, I was listening to you and I was thinking maybe one of the greatest compliments we could get when we're selling is somebody look us in the eye and go, you know, no one's ever asked me that question before. That's the one I want, you know, and that means uh, how are you, how long you live in the house, blah, blah, blah. They've heard that one. But when you take that walk and you start looking around uh, and you start talking about things, maybe they haven't even thought about that. Again, that's how we elevate ourselves uh, as salespeople. But I got just a quick question for you as you were talking, as you're talking about maybe seeing other people. I'm curious, would you prefer to be the first one in or the last one in? Great question. You know, if you I'm ask smiling too. Yeah, a great question. <laughs> uh, you ask me, I'm going to tell you, I want to be first. I want, you know, put me in, coach. I want to be first because you get a guy, you know, that's good. And there are some good ones out there that's sold okay right. you know there are people who are who you know, i hate to say it they're easy to sell you know you walk up right. to the house and it says no solicitation on the on the sign no solicitation whatsoever that person has been sold so many times okay that they're trying to tell you please please don't sell me i'm, I'm right. so easy so right. uh I, i'd rather be first you know, right. and, and if I'm not successful first, you know, we'll talk about what's next. And, and that's, that would be obviously setting up a follow-up call. Right. But uh, I want to be first. Uh, I think anybody out there, 
you know, really think about it. You know, it's certainly easy to go, oh, yeah, if I get the second and the third, all I have to do is come in lower, okay? Um, you're going you're gonna, to, you know, you're going to miss the decision makers who really know what they want. They're educated. They can afford it. Um, you know, they, they do like buying from people they like, okay? So they might not get an opportunity to meet you. Right, right. And if that's your strongest personality, you're going to lose a lot of a lot of sales because they never met you. Right. Uh, just for the record, uh, nine out of ten people will not answer that question that way, but I will. I am absolutely in agreement with you. And even I'm, I'm telling you, you can ask your clients, "Are you really going to see five people?" And they'll tell you yes. And if if they, if they were being on a lie detector, they pass. But they don't see five people. Because like you said, the second person comes in and they go, I trust them. I felt a connection to them. I feel good about this. That's it. The derby's over. Uh, yeah. You know, so yeah. um, you put me in last, you know, if that's my order. Okay, I'll go. Last. But if you ask me where I want to be, I'll always go first. Because like you, I'm going to bet on me. I think I can I can close this thing. As you say, the one time close. I want I want them to meet me. I I think we can stop all the shopping, um, you know. So, good answer, brother. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I might get test. you on that one. <laughs> That's the test. Yeah, you know, the, the weaker ones will say put me in second or third, and and right. that will work for the weaker ones. You know, right. you know, you're going to be the lowest price. Right. You're going to be the lowest price every time. No one's going to say, you know what? I liked you after the first two. Here, here's another thousand. Yeah, doesn't work that way. Okay. And I'm not afraid if I go second or third that I can't get, you know, maybe more value. Right. Okay. We got we got better products. We're a better company. I would like to believe I can get better value. But typically yeah. someone that says, Oh, hey, get a couple more bids and then call me back. Yeah, they're looking just to the lowball everybody and slide in. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, don't ever underestimate, you know, the value of yourself and your company and what you're offering. And, and if you say I want to go second or third, you are. Yeah. You and just, and just, yeah. And remember this, you know, uh, if, if I could just crowbar a, a, a Rob in there, uh, you know, people, when they start pushing back on price, remember, you got to remind them what total cost means. So in other words, when Steve shows a unit and they go, wow, that's a thousand dollars more than the other guy. The simple question a lot of times is, oh, you're talking about the cost of purchasing this unit or owning the unit? Nine out of 10 times, they'll go, I don't know what you're talking about. And that's when you say, my price is here. You're absolutely right. I'm 15% higher than anyone else you've ever seen. Now let's add everything that's involved in this. And we're talking about the life of that unit, the, the dependability of that unit, maybe the resale of this house when somebody sees that top-notch unit. When they get done adding all that up, all of a sudden they say, you know what? You are the least expensive to own. And I think that's what I was looking to accomplish. You know, they forget. They forget. And again, you know, in that, in that sit down, you know, hopefully, you know, again, you know, they're giving you some water. They gave you something to drink. You know, they're treating you like they're treating you like that. You were a guest that you were invited and you've earned it that you can have that discussion because yeah. uh, it, it's, it's, it's all part of, uh, you know, either their buying decision or, or how they bought wrong over time. And uh, you you have those are those are the stories you have to tell. If they don't have a story, you better have a story to tell them. Right. You know. You know. They all felt fine. You know. Look. You know. I had a lot of. I have had a lot of clients who felt the same way. You know. I was just right. at one last week, and and they and they and they were thrilled after they bought the system. 
right. uh, when they kind of reminded themselves what happened when they when they went with you know Chuck in the truck. So yeah. um, it's better if they tell a story, but if not, you know, then your story might bring up something for them. But uh, yeah. people, a lot of people have bad buying habits, and you and you you have to recondition. And and you know, and again, you only have a knock knock on the door in maybe you know sixty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And folks, when they're telling you that story, I want you to listen really carefully, not just to the story, but to the words they're using. Because when you make that sale and you start telling them, here's this unit, here's what it does. And you can re bring back those words. That's going to give you, that's going to give little Mary the warmth that you were referring to. I don't want to, I, I want to use that client's language, not my language. And so every story they tell, even if you're scratching your head in, internally and going, how's this helping me? They're teaching you their language right now. You tie what you have to that story. Now you now you got a shoe that's starting to fit like a glove. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's it. Again, I couldn't have said it better, Robin. Again, you know, you've done a lot of these. Uh, you've, you've been you've been selling as long as me and training and coaching. And, and I'm and older talk. than you, Steve. As you might remember, I'm a year and a half older. And, and when I was... <laughs> never mind <laughs> we, he went there, folks. For, for 50 he years went there. We, we we talk about me, me babysitting steve because i'm a year and a half older never happened uh yeah. i let me ask you this one uh I, I know you're tenacious and i know that you uh you will hang in there with a client but sometimes it is we're just we're just battling in a burning building when do you know when it's time to leave just let it go you know, and, and again, it's always, hey, you know, again, you know, we've all been out there. You know, I, I tell you that uh, you, you have personalities. You have, we have buying habits. We have people from all over the world. Guess what? They're better hagglers than, than, than Rob and I. They're out there. Okay. They're better. Um, different customs, you know, different way they do things. Okay. If, in fact, if they're not out there, you know, asking for five discounts, they're almost insulted. So you, right. you have a lot of challenges out there. Um, again, at, at the end, I, I think it's all about, again, you know, did, did you, are, are they comfortable? Are, am I comfortable? Are we, are we all comfortable sitting at this table? Are, are we still talking, you know, with a, with a set, the same objective? Okay. It's something that you want. It's something I have. And can we, can we reach, you know, uh, and, and we have to really define this a fair price. Okay. As I, as we started off early, uh, you and I, Rob, you know, they want to buy at the lowest price. They think we want to sell it at the highest price. Okay. And, and, and where the win-win is, is we're going to sell it at a fair price. And hmm. fair is, is that they understand, uh, fairness to them. And I understand fairness to me. A lot of salespeople where they go wrong is they take things personal, right? Yeah. We, and, 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 and I, and I want to say we sometimes too, I'm very experienced and once in a while, um, and I'm internalizing, uh, I'm a little ticked off. Okay. This, this, how rude this guy is. Okay. You know, we started at 15,000. I'm at 10,000. Now I took $5,000 off this price. It didn't come out of thin air. Okay. It came out of profit. Okay. Right. It's a, it's profit that I don't have anymore. And he goes, well, I want seven. And he started with seven 20 minutes ago and he's still a seven and you could, you could get it down to now nine. I want seven. You could get it down to eight from 15,000. I want seven. So, you know, you're, you're not going to, you know, we're not going to get there all the time. Um, we're going to take everything personal. 
Okay. There, 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 I don't know if you ever want to say there's a, a line in the sand. I saw a car dealer who didn't want to throw in the car mats. Okay. What are they? A couple hundred dollars. Yeah. I ain't, I'm not giving you those car mats. Well, I guess I'm leaving. So, you know, once you get into the deep end, Hey, you're already in the deep end of the pool. You know, um, salespeople have a job and that is to sell. The more you sell, the easier it gets. Again, back to muscle memory. I'm here to write deals. So don't take it personal. But when, but when it gets to, you know, either, and hopefully it's never me, hopefully it's the client that maybe took it personal and we're, and we're not there. That's when you have to say, uh, we're not a good fit. You know, I think it's always, I think it's one of my favorite phrases. We're just not a good fit, right. you know, and, uh, and, and have a nice day. Okay. Yeah. Um, we can use it as a takeaway. Okay. Uh, I am, I am now leaving. I am now getting my, my bag and all my things together. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. We couldn't make this happen tonight. Sorry that you feel that we're not the company for you. Uh, I'm sorry that we didn't find some, you know, that, that, you know, we weren't a good fit and, and have a great evening. Thank you so much for inviting me in your home. Thank you for taking the time. I certainly appreciate it. So um, I'm going to go really far. I'm going to go as far as uh, I'll never call it feeling pain. A deal is a deal is a deal. Um, if you can make money at the top, a little bit comes down to the bottom. Sometimes that's, that is a, uh, a conversation that hopefully played out before you ever knocked on that door. Uh, we have sales yeah. meetings every week. We have budgets, we have KPIs, right, guys out there and ladies? Um, we, we have game plans. We, you know, we should know the objective every time uh, we, we have a sales meeting and, and weekly meetings and monthly budget. Um, my job is to write deals. And if the guy and if that that person's got a deal that's insane, hey, hey, uh, hey, Mr. Sales Manager, I'm sitting here with these folks, great folks, been here for a while. It looks like we're at an impasse. This is where we are. Um, anything we can do, you know, kind of set that up. You know, we, we were we were at this price. Um, look, I, I think we're close. You know, don't don't keep battling it. Don't keep battling it, because if, if you keep lowering and lowering there, there's nowhere to go. So that's where, you know, again, the sales manager or somebody else comes in. The phone closed. We talk about it. Uh, that's where I earn my dollars. Um, I'm going to come in. And I'm going to say, look, folks, you know, I have no problem making discounts. That's what I do. I do them all the time. You sound like real fine folks. Look, I, I'm I'm happy to take it from fifteen thousand to ten, but let's let's be reasonable. Let me ask you a question. Before we came tonight, what did you think you were going to pay? What did what did you think the cost was? So again, you know, you you want to kind of turn it back on that. People people have no idea. Seven thousand might be their lucky number. Seven thousand is my lucky number, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember my 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 relative in Alabama. He bought it for seven thousand, right? Well, Maryland unfortunately is different. We pay more money here. So uh, I, I I'm going to work it really really hard because you know what? It's hard to find clients. Yeah. It yeah. costs money to find clients, right? Yeah. We're invested. They have a need. I love to think that we can handle everybody. Sometimes we can. But yeah. uh, if, if you get the one that real quick to go, if they just keep going seven, 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 like a broken record, it's, it's time to go. Well, I'm glad you said that because listen, I, I might be the most competitive person on this <laughs> earth, but if I'm not, he is, trust me. <laughs> and uh, neither one of us like to walk. However, 
let's remind ourselves this and 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 for the people you're managing steve and the people who are listening you get a guy that and let's use that sort of the, as a metaphor a 15 to 7 okay i you might, you might, and who knows, maybe you can make that deal, but you know what? I'll bet you any amount of money, it's not over yet. And I don't even mean about price. I mean, there's going to be, whenever we've had a really bad client, just one we wish we never sold, I defy anyone who's listening to say, you didn't know it was coming because you right. did. Right. That 15 to 7 it's now it's going to be something else. Now they, they, they scratch the wall. Okay. We'll paint it. Now you're going to replace the wall. Now they, you know, now we were five minutes late. Ah, so I want another thousand off. It's going to keep going. Sometimes even for the competitors out there, you, we got to, we got to clean up, scrub up and get ready for tomorrow and earn it tomorrow. This, these people will just suck the life out of us. 100%. I mean, you know, when you can't see a landmine, I get it. But you know, when you can see the icebergs and the landmines and they're telling you, it, we're not a good fit. And, and and uh, you know, I like to say run like hell, but pick up your bag and say, thank you for your time. Right. Do not ever take it personal. Okay. Right. Um, because that will affect the next one. Okay. Mm. But we can't right. sell them all. We can't win them all. I tell you, uh, in this business, you know, if you can sell, you know, 45 40%, uh, 50% gross. Uh, there's some cancellation. You got to finance. You're going to make a great living out there. No, no, you know, There's no baseball player going out there and smacking hits every time they get up to the plate, right? Pitchers, the best pitchers in the world, they still look over their shoulder and watch that ball, you know, hit dead center 400 feet and you go, ah, oh, okay. He's still got to pitch another one and another right. one and another inning, right? Uh, they're not just going to pull it right out. I mean, you know, be proud of what you do. Um, be prepared. That's, you know, again, without being all over the place. Go in there prepared and uh, you, you give it your best. But uh, there, there is times to walk. And I think you're right, Rob. You know, when, when, when you see no more give and take, depending on customs and things like that, um, it, we're not always a good fit. And uh, I think you said it perfectly. You, you might have uncovered some things that you wouldn't have seen. At right. maybe eight thousand or nine, and um, could have been a big problem. So right. yeah, pick up the bag and go. Right, good. Okay, coming down the home stretch, uh, let's talk about because this is an area where Steve and I don't necessarily agree, and that's that's what makes for a good conversation. But I'm curious when you're looking to hire somebody, and I'll tell you where we don't agree. Steve thinks if I may <laughs> represent you right now. Steve believes that not anybody can sell. I believe. Anybody can sell if they're trained and, and I'll, I'll come off it a little bit, not exactly anybody, but some, you know, people who are fairly introverted and don't possess the skills that you would naturally see in a salesperson, they can be more lethal than we give them credit for. But suffice to say, I, I'm more, I'm probably because I'm a sales trainer. I believe, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I train anyone. Okay. Right. But, but along that line, so who are you looking for? Who, when you're looking to hire a salesperson, what do you, what kind of skill set are you looking for? Uh, again, you know, you're like me. We're very literal. When I say, right. you know, not everybody can sell. Um, yeah, everybody can sell. Now let's get successful. So well, okay, Let, okay. Let yeah. let's make seven figures. Let's make high sixes, right? Right. Um, what am I looking for? I, I got to tell you, folks, what I do again is, you know, my guys are driving two and 300 miles a day. Okay. So I'm looking for a grinder. 
I'm looking for somebody that, first of all, is going to grind, okay? Things don't come easy. It's not always low-hanging fruit, okay? Sometimes you got to reach, you got to stretch. Uh, I mentioned, you know, people, you know, preparation is everything. And uh, the only time you're selling is when you're in front of somebody, which means everything else is preparation. So I need people that, that are willing to work hard when they're not in front of somebody, you know? Um, can they talk? Are they good communicators? Yeah, you need that. You also need really good listeners. Right. You need really good listeners that can pick up things, pick up clues. You know, if you're really good at clues, right? Um, yeah, you're probably you're you're probably somebody I want. I want somebody who's a grinder. I want somebody uh, that's a self starter. That when the alarm clock goes off at six, they don't hit the snooze button. Yeah, I want the guy ready to go or or right. gal. Okay, um, that's what I want. I want somebody that can handle the no's. The yeses are great, but we're going to hear no's. Right. So you got you got to hear no's. You know, you're not, and I don't want you to like them, but you got to hear them. You get, they got to go off your back like you know, like a duck. Yeah. Um, in all my years, me and Robert talking, and I had somebody, uh, you know, role play and sit down in a chair. I said, "That guy, I want that guy." Okay, I'll give you a signing bonus. I don't do signing bonuses. I'll give you a signing bonus. I don't usually hire. Right first moment when I meet somebody, you know, 20 minute interview, I go, oh, thank you very much. I got a few more comments. I wanted that guy. I didn't want him even getting out of the chair and not knowing that I didn't want him. And um, he, he's been great. Young guy, 33 years old. Um, nobody just sits down and just starts role playing. So, you know, yeah, you have to, you know, it's nice to bring some skill. But yeah, Rob, like you, I like to think I can train, not your level, but that I can train um, and motivate. And certainly, you know, you got me on the phone clothes. I'm in your ear. Okay. I'm, you know, I, you know, I, I'm the guy back in the truck, you know, don't yeah. do that. Do this, right. <laughs> Pick up the water now. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm, I'm that guy. And so um, I, I do believe that you can train and coach, but not, not everybody, not everybody's a self-starter. Not everybody wants to grind. Not everybody wants to really do all that. And so I think you need all that. And that's, that's why I say not everybody can do it. Yeah. Uh, nailed it, Steve. And um, and we are in alignment, at least on this part, which is I'm with you. I actually was on a panel some years ago and they asked the same question. And the first two people, I, I almost my, I became nauseous listening. It was all about need product knowledge. They really need to know the product. It's really important they learn the product. And I'm thinking I can learn a product in a closet. I, you know, uh, yeah. what you just heard Steve talk about is I need somebody who can get knocked down, dust themselves off, stand back up, put one foot in front of the other and go to the next house. I don't know where you learn it. I don't know how you teach sometimes, but believe me, I can teach you how the product works. I don't need a genius. Matter of fact, Steve, maybe you agree with me. It's not a matter of intelligence. I think really great salespeople are intentionally not trying to be the smartest person in the room. They're trying to create a friendship. Let the I'll let my client be the star today. I don't need to finish every yeah. sentence. Yeah, let him sell. Let him sell himself. Okay, right. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, uh, some pocket-sized pep talk. We have been going a little overtime here, uh, but I had a feeling we would. Uh, and believe me, we got more. I, I have in uh, three and a half years. I've never repeated a guest, but we're going to have Steve back for sure because. <laughs> we are just scratching the surface, but Steve, I am so glad we finally sat down. And we're able to do this. 
really grateful you had an opportunity to come in. And I learned something from you every time I talk to you. So thanks so much for being on the show, really. I feel the same way. I uh, It's been a long time. We talked about it. And, you know, you and I meet, you know, all the time. Not yeah. enough. And uh, I always learn from you. So, again, thank you for the opportunity. And you you keep teaching me too, Rob. I uh, I use it every day. I appreciate you. Love you as, a, as my cousin. And I also love you as a trainer. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, folks, we'll do it again as well as we can next time. Until then, stay safe. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and recommend it on iTunes, Outcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more information on this show and Rob at Jollis.com.